Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Folks, even though this is a recording, we are coming to you live on the Believe Podcast Network. Crowley Sullivan and Jordan Stone with Sully and Stone. Huge program today. First, however, it's very important, as we always know, to make note of our presenting sponsor. This week, Stone, we've got a new sponsor on board. Oh, who do we got? We have this show this week is presented by Schlutt Camping Goods and Services of Moline, Illinois. Oh, love Moline. Quad Cities again. Serving campers and outdoorsmen ever since 1973. Schlutt Camping Goods and Services. If you're thinking about going camping, and if you are thinking about buying supplies and goods designed to enhance your camping experience, come to Schlutt and buy your camping goods from Schlutt and utilize the services we provide that are focused on making your camping experience the best it could be. Schlutt Camping Goods and Services of Moline, Illinois, serving campers and outdoorsmen since 1973. Schlutt. Camping goods and services. Buy camping goods from Schlutt and you will not be schlepping it, Stone. Wow. Stone, Stone, have you been camping recently? I have not. Uh, I am, uh, I'm not a camper. I'm not an outdoorsman. To say not. I'm uh, rarely leave my apartment, period. So, yeah, no, have not. Have you taken the family camping? I, I literally have, you know, when I went to camp, I went camping, you know, once on an overnight, which I hate. Are you a camping? I, I can't see you taking the family camping. I, don't think I so. love camping. You I've, do. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it a lot of times. A lot of times. My daughters really love camping. They love camping. They like, I mean, roughing it or glamming is no roughing it, roughing it. Really? Big time. Yeah. The family's been a hardcore camping family. Dates back to my father. He loves camping. No kidding. Really, really likes camping a lot. He, a lot of uh, great memories from growing up. Camping. Give me one real the, quick. I mean, like, are we talking, you know, cooking over an open fire? Are we talking about course. catching a fish? What, what exactly is, All your, of the is above. your fondest memory? All of those things. Uh, the, the Skokie Lagoons, a lot of camping in the Skokie Lagoons. This won't come as a surprise to you, but I'm much softer than you are. I, I, that's not my uh, cup of tea. Hey, no, you know, no something, something that we have to touch <laughs> on here, Stone. Yes. I got a lot, of, a lot of comments this past week. Yeah. About the fact that our program last week ended abruptly. Well, it does every time. That's the beauty of our show. It's one of the beauties. <laughs> yeah. But this, 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 time, this time last week, there's that echo again. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's a good segue into talking about my temporary executive administrative manager, Amanda Boyk. We're, we're going to hold her accountable, and she's prepared to be held accountable in this week's episode, Stone. As the producer of the show, it is Amanda Boyk's job to keep track of the time, which for some reason, by the way, we only have 40 minutes on the, on the Zoom to do these programs, but, but yet Dax Shepard has a weekly podcast that lasts like nine hours. He probably pays though for the Zoom, you know, like people like with a bigger budget than Sully and Stone might have more, 
you know, more, more resources at their disposal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to thank the people at the, uh, at Schlutt for, for being here with us today, <laughs> but I don't think they're ready to give us a zoom for an hour. And frankly, I don't know who the hell wants to listen to us for more than 40 minutes either. So I, I think we're right at the right time. Yeah. But, we but, cut but, off right when I was about to say Purdue was going to win. I don't know well, if that's that even a good, made hang the, on uh, before, before we give you your, your <laughs> moment in the sun there. So. There's no moment in the sun. I picked against state a bunch of times. So Amanda, wrong plenty. Yes. Amanda. Yes, I'm here. Are you ready to to step up your game and not make sure that the program gets cut off right as I'm asking Stone whether or not a team is going to win or lose? Here was my idea behind that is I wanted our viewers. We don't have viewers. We have have listeners. listeners. Soon we'll have viewers. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to love that. (laughs) I wanted them to be in a little bit of suspense, you know? Oh, that's Especially good. because we don't, we didn't have a second show last. Yeah, week. that was the suspense. All... That really <laughs> was a cliffhanger. They were all waiting yeah. to tune in for part two, and and because we didn't tell anyone, we weren't having a second show last week, so it was a real cliffhanger. Well, well it's that... a cliffhanger. Think of it this way: you know how many people well, are going to be thrilled that we're back this week? That maybe yeah. thought we were right. done. Yeah, we're a lot of there's going to be a lot of happy thrilled. people this week when we're a lot of happy people right back at it. You know. Thanks to the folks from Schlutt. Schlutt Camping Goods and Services of Moline, Illinois, serving campers and outdoorsmen ever since 1973. Schlutt Camping Goods and Services. Buy camping goods from Schlutt and you will not be schlepping it. Stone, yes. you, were, you were dead on that past defense of states caught up with them, to say yes. the least. I think... I think O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell, threw for 794 yards. <laughs> well, I know your numbers, man. I'm, I'm going to give you the number, though, that I, that I found uh, doing a little research for the program um, that uh, is, Let's hear uh, is right on. Which Okay, you ready, Carl? Between yeah. the Michigan and the Purdue game, uh, there was 102 passes uh, attempted by both those teams against Michigan State. Guess how many sacks states had in the last two games? Zero. Two. Ooh. And, yeah. and, and that's the problem. I mean, the secondary we knew was we saw it against Western Kentucky. Point. We knew that there was an issue. But like the Miami game of Florida comes to mind again. They were getting a lot of pressure in that game. Well, Obviously, actually, a weak secondary is helped by a, a big-time pass rush, and yeah, that's and the you know, biggest you, problem and, right now. Up and up through like week, I think I want to say six. State was in the top five in sacks. I think I think state had like twenty five sacks through week six. That's really falling off though. That's a yeah. great point. That's a great yeah. point. That doesn't get quite enough attention. Everybody wants to talk about the secondary, but there's been no pass rush. Well, that was the that was their best part of their. I mean, besides you know Halliday, who's just been terrific all season. Um, you know, that pass rush has been a real big boon as I say, you yeah. know, the Miami game comes to mind where they, where yeah. they broke through and got the fumble and yeah, so that's their biggest problem. But yeah, I certainly didn't think those kind of numbers and then let some guy burn you for 200 plus whatever bell had in that game is well, be- uh, that's bell's, a, bell's an all American. He is. Bell's he's a great a, player. He'll be, he'll be playing in the NFL still. still. That, that, all right. Now I want to, I, I want to address something here. Captain, our captain for a couple of years now has had a deep conviction about Purdue football rising like a vampire. (laughs) Is it, is it um, fair for me to suggest that that Purdue team 
is actually a pretty damn good football I think team. it's fair. We're going to know a lot more, uh, you know, this week in Columbus. We're going to know a lot more, uh, or, or again, so I think it's in Columbus. I'm sorry, Carl. It you is. They go, they go, they, they, leave okay. the, they leave the friendly confines of Ross, Ross Aid, and they go to the horseshoe. Yeah. And they go to the um, horseshoe, yeah. which is a, this is a big game. Well, wow. I mean, Purdue, give them credit. I mean, I yes, mean the game at Iowa. Credit. I know we're giving them credit, but let's go back a little bit. The Iowa game on the road. That's where I'm, my head is thinking that they're going into to, to Columbus. They showed what they could do in Iowa City. I think they're going to be able to throw the ball. I mean, right now, their offense is playing with a ton of confidence. I really like the backs, too. Backs on yeah, the backfield. I, I agree. I yeah, agree. I mean, they're a tight end. They, they're they a legitimately really high-powered offense. I, and by the way, everything we've seen from Ohio State, this is not a vintage Ohio State team. No, Everybody we're gonna, knows we're it. Columbus is no vulnerable. They're vulnerable. They no, really, they're very they, vulnerable. They are. I don't, know if, I don't think Purdue's going to get it done, but there is. It's a tall order. It's it a is tall a tall order. order because Purdue's defense is is no great shakes, but uh, at least the pass rush could could maybe give you know. Listen, every week with Ohio State, we think the same thing because what's Ohio State's best win? What I don't know. That's a good question. I don't even have an answer to that. That's a good. That's a that is. I mean, they've question. blown out a bunch of mediocre Big Ten teams that we 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 don't even talk about the well, Rutgers and the Maryland's. We don't talk about those teams. They're gonna get. They're gonna get a chance. Yes, it's coming. They're gonna get a right. challenge this week, and then. They're going to have state coming into Columbus. Yep. We're going to see if Columbus is indeed Columbus over the course of the next couple of weeks. But Purdue, I, I, if they win this game, I, they, I, I saw a line that uh, uh, Columbus is giving 20. Yeah, that's what I that, saw too today. Yep. That, that seems, that it seems, seems like a lot of points, doesn't it? Seems that way, but uh, it might not be enough. Yeah, uh, you know, it just depends. Where, where, on the defense. where do you lean on that one? Where do you lean? I mean, on right that? off the bat, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm with Purdue. I like Purdue plus the twenty. I mean, I'm with you. It just seems like too many. Seems yeah. that way. I mean, I'm so. I think Purdue's going to score points. Yeah. I, I mean, you figure this: if Purdue scores twenty eight, maybe twenty four points, they have a chance to cover that game. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the game. I'm. I'm I want to be very clear about that. Let me ask this question, coming. and I'm going to ask it on behalf of our captain. Is this the most that Purdue has been spoken about on a podcast of any kind in <laughs> the last, since podcasts were, were invented? Sure. Boiler up. Hey, they've earned it, though. We only talk about guys that earned it. I mean, That's Purdue true. was a very good win at home against the ranked team, a very good win at the time against an Iowa team that maybe me and you were deluded into. We're, we're, I'm, I'm guilty as charged, but. At the time, I sure thought Purdue's defense was one of the best in the country. And you mean Iowa? You thought Iowa? I meant defense. Iowa. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Iowa's defense well, was phenomenal, and they tore Iowa apart. So Purdue's earning the good talk they're getting on Sully and Stone. They right. are. And they boy, are. if they beat Ohio State, we'll be leading with uh, the Boilers. With Neil Armstrong. Well, we're going to talk all about Neil Armstrong's entire <laughs> Absolutely life. Absolutely, Neil Armstrong. They'll be dedicated sure. to nothing but Neil Armstrong and Johnny Wooden. And Johnny Wooden. Yep. Well, in that case, we should probably dedicate at least a segment to Sam Gilbert. Hey, state's loss, state's loss there to Purdue. It doesn't register with you at all that that loss basically means nothing. Well, I know, I know, obviously, I know where you're coming from. I know what Coach Tucker said after the game that all the goals that they set are, are still attainable. But of course, that cushion is gone. Now they need to win out. But they were going to go to the win out anyway. They, they were going to have to do that anyway. And. In the AP and college, uh, or let well, me take you back one quick sec. One quick yeah. sec. If they had yeah. won every game with the exception of in in Columbus, then they would have had. Let's or, or yes, if they had won. Let's say they had won in in Columbus, and then 
Uh, what I'm trying to get is it one loss Michigan, one loss Ohio State, and one last one loss Ohio State. Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State all have one loss. Then you know there would have been a lot of chatter there, and, and I don't you know the tie. I know your favorite documentary, Tiebreaker. So Tiebreaker, exactly. Yeah, Tiebreaker. It's a great documentary. Your film. favorite. It really, I really recommend it. The, Big the, Ten the, Network. The, the the Ann Arbor ethos. Um, uh, Michigan State goes to or no, they host Maryland this right. uh, Saturday. They host Maryland. Must win, obviously. Of, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. But I after, mean, everything's a, listen. They they've had a great year, but you can't you can't trip up this week. You got to get Maryland, and then they got to have all the chips on the line in Columbus. I mean, how yeah. fun is that? I mean, so here's what, here, here's what I was getting year. at when I when I talk about the Purdue loss really not meaning anything. If State takes care of business against Maryland, which I I expect that they should, they should, they should, they really should. They're going into week eleven at Columbus with a nine and one record. With everything on the line in a season when 98% of the people out there had them winning three or four games. Do you remember a beautiful late summer evening, UK, I and I having a meal at, uh, in, 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 uh, maybe it might've been a tavern on rush. Yeah. That uh, nice outside. We're sitting outside and, and you guys, said to me with with the roundtable-esque condescension which is accepted and and actually required how do you think state's going to do and this was the late summer of 2015 and i said they're going to go undefeated and they're going to make the college football playoff and you the laughter in oh, my face i'm sure it was the cackling <laughs> um definitely and, and i was wrong that year state lost one game they won the Big Ten and they went to the college football playoff. This, this, the entire scenario right now is almost identical. You've got uh, a Maryland game that is a must win. Then you go into Columbus. Now, back in 2015, State went into Columbus without the winningest quarterback in program history, Connor Cook. He was not able to play. And that was the game when Michael Geiger kicked the game-winning field goal and windmilled, you know, 75 yards down the field. Do you remember right. that? Of course. Iconic. Absolutely. Yeah. And this Columbus team, I don't think is half that Columbus team. That, that might have been Urban Meyer's best Columbus team. And so all I'm saying is that the chances of State going, beating Maryland are good. And then I would not, we'll, we'll obviously talk about it next week, but, but I, I just wouldn't automatically say, yeah, that's a loss for state and Columbus. I wouldn't either. School. I would never say that. Hey, we see upsets all the time. I mean, look at Cincinnati. I mean, all the well, talk let, about let's Cincinnati. Talk, let's talk Jeez. about Cincinnati. Good call. God, I mean, they're on the rundown. My temporary, my temporary a, executive administrative manager, um, Amanda yeah. does a very nice job with the rundown earlier. I held her to account. On, on not having the time right on uh, last week's program, but she does deserve a whole lot of credit for the way she puts together the rundown for this show. And, and she's got Cincinnati. It wasn't next topic up, but as long as you bring it up, Stone. Well, I bring it up under the context of, like you say, anything can happen because this Cincinnati team where everybody's trying, I, you know, I, even I said last week that they would be ranked. I knew they'd be ranked behind state, but boy, they really got, uh, you know, bamboozled uh, in the uh, first college rankings that came in from the. You really committee. think that's a bamboozling? 
I do because I thought they'd be higher. Did you think they were going to be that low? I don't think you did. Did you think they'd be six? I think I said I thought they were going to be two. Yeah. I so I said that. so, how do they react by being snubbed? By being there, they go out and they play a lousy game. I mean, against, I, against Cincinnati's really, played lousy week after week lately. Against really bad teams. Yeah, too. that's the problem. We expect yeah. them to kick Tulane's ass and 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 so that's that's why they awful. that's why they're they're. Well, I, I understand, I, but I'm saying this this past week they had all the the incentive that they had just been you know goofed on by being six and what how do they answer the bell by a prayer of, of a lucky to win that game handed off to a 300 pound guy on a handoff in the last play where the guy fumbles one of the dumbest calls i've ever seen this guy was 500 pounds to hand the ball to this slug and by the way fumbles the ball think speaking of dumbest calls ever you just said that yeah i didn't like that call yeah but we can we give a shout out to schnee for his suggestion that the buffalo sabers no goal in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup in nineteen. I think that was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, we certainly give a shout out to Schnee. Period. But it, yeah. it, that goal. I mean, the NHL really doesn't come to mind when you know there's <laughs> the ratings speak for themselves. I, I, I'm one of the few people that watches the NHL. But yeah, you I do mean, watch the NHL. That was a that was an issue uh, with Buffalo. I like I hockey it was too. Buffalo and Dallas. You watch oh, that too. Wait, hey, you watch- like the Knights, right? Yeah, she goes to the Knights games. Oh, I'm yeah, a diehard Red Wings fan. From oh, that's right. My yeah. first game hockey was town. a Vipers game. That's a minor league yeah. hockey team. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like Flint. Was it, there's a team in? Um, I oh couldn't gosh. name. Uh, I don't yeah. think I could name two NHL players, and I I have no problem with that. Yeah, but you're I, the, I, you're I, in the majority. I, I maybe owe an apology to the good people at Schlutt, but like I I just. I couldn't name two hockey players. It's right funny now. you say that. Moline has minor league hockey. What's the name of the team in Moline? I'm trying to remember because uh, not the Schlutz? Moose. Something. Uh, it's definitely Schlutz. A big. They have a box there. I know Schlutz has a uh, has a uh, a, a suite. Big, uh, they entertain a lot in that suite there. They yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, Cincinnati. By the way, I I like it when people pronounce it Cincinnati. You ever notice yeah, that Stone? Yeah, what I did too. That? A lot of people, lot and I'm of, wondering yeah. if it's people from. I'm wondering if it's people from Cincinnati that pronounce it Cincinnati. Do you think that's what it is? I definitely think that's what it is. I mean, that goes right with the five way chili. Yeah, you ever had five way chili? Which is I haven't had good. it, but but it looks <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I'm like a raccoon. I'll eat just about anything. But they did like a, a thing on it on game day or something, and and even the the Cincinnati players were like, "Yeah, that stuff's gross." Well, I tried it at Skyline Chili, and um, it wasn't what I was expecting. I had been building it up in my head for a long time. Where is Skyline it Chili? It's like a fast food like- chili place in in Cincinnati, where you drive through and you get oh. your four way, five way, and yeah. 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 It sounds it wasn't like great. a plural way to talk about people from Cincinnati. Like you call me a oh. Michigander. Well, great call, Amanda. Michigander. It's one of my favorites. You with me on that, Stone? Oh, yeah. It's a guy. It's got a nice ring to it, Michigander. By the way, what is someone from Illinois? Like an Illinoisan? Yes. All right. Well, there you have it. Hey, so getting back to Cincinnati, uh, like if you're going to bitch and moan and whine, and by the way, we're going to get in a moment to the worst whiner in the history of college football who's still whining about getting his ass handed to him in East Lansing almost two weeks ago now. But with regard to Cincinnati, 
if you're going to whine about your ranking, which is sixth, you're Cincinnati and you're sixth, go out and destroy Tulsa. And I don't, I don't know if they, if they, if they run the table, I still don't know if they make it. Yeah, no, I don't think they do. I think unless a lot of things are going to need to fall their way for them to make it. Other teams ahead of them need to lose. Um, yes, absolutely well said, Crowley. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things have to go their way right now. And, at I don't very even see least, it. And by the way, I think they're going to lose anyways. I, I think so, too. At the very least, what they have to do is destroy teams. Like, you can't win 28 to 20 again at home in Nippert Stadium. Yeah, I mean, game day's there. The whole world's, you know, the... the you know, everybody's watching Cincinnati. You know, Corso's putting on the Cincinnati Bearcat head, like, you know, 25 point favor. What's he going to do? Pick Tulsa. And, you know, it's like you come out there and you lay a complete egg when you have the lead and you give it away. And then you get lucky that, by the way, on third down, the quarterback keeps it and he's in easily. And for some insane reason, he slides. Yeah. And what was marked down at the, right. I have no idea why I didn't just walk in. I have I, <laughs> Tulsa's Tulsa. That's why the coach is going to get fired at the end of the year. Phil Montgomery is going to be out of work at the end. You think Tulsa is going in a new direction? (laughs) I don't want any direction will be fine because no one's going to notice anyways, but uh, the head coach uh, will be uh, relieved of his duties at the end of the year. Speaking of, of new directions. Yeah. One of your throwing stones guaranteed that Scott Frost would not be back. He's coming back. Unbelievable. He's by the way, under the, under the guy that you're going to talk about whining under the Harbaugh model of, of financing. Which is yeah, really right. fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating approach. Really, it's the here's the beauty of this. Only the Big Ten is implementing this this plan of down of cutting your pay, cutting your buyout, so we can fire you soon, but not have to pay you. Where the SEC says we don't care about what your buyout is, we don't care about anything. We're and by the way, we admit we're not firing you for cause. We're going to pay you seventeen million dollars at Orgeron. Go away. We're going to pay you Gus Malzahn twenty one million dollars. Go away. We right. don't even want the pretense of pretending. Do you think we, even want do you, you, we don't want to see you around this facility? Do you it's, think it's Nebraska? No problem. Come on in. No problem. Four think, million from five million. Sure, Scott Frostle coach. What, where else do you is he think going? Ed Orgeron would would have been mid through the season asked to step down at the end of the season due to his tra- off the field transgressions. If he was eight and one. Probably not. No, Probably winning winning is not. at a very high. Uh, <laughs> winning is everything in the SEC. It's a completely it, different well. It planet. just means more there. It just means it means more. a hell of a lot more there. And if and they have the money to back it up. And now they that do. Texas and Oklahoma are coming on board, there's a lot more money coming into the league. But yeah, I was very surprised that Frost. Uh, now, I was not surprised. You were? I was not, I'm stunned. No, no. Stunned. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I I think it's, it's normal, but 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 it didn't surprise. Well, here's the All kicker, right. though. One last quick note on it. You know, everyone points to the, the effort Nebraska had against Michigan State and had against Michigan and had against Ohio State. They lost and, all those know, games. Exactly. No, they lose all those games, but they were, they were somewhat close games. But how about the games, that they, the other games they've lost that weren't even close at Minnesota? Nope. How about Illinois? In, in Illinois. I mean, <laughs> wh- what are we talking about with this guy? This guy's a complete disaster. He's going to bring a whole new offensive staff, and it's not going anywhere. I mean, and by the way, it was really – I read today and it was pointed out very smartly that remember we're talking about the big 10 West. Can you imagine what this guy would be doing in the East of the big 10? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it cut his pay to $20 in the East I need to keep him. I mean, it's thank God that guy's in the West. I mean, you want to hear something savior. really interesting about, you want to hear something really interesting about uh, the head coach at Nebraska? Yeah. He asked my wife out on a date many, many years ago. When you were with her? Yeah. When I was with her, she declined. Polite. Thank God. She, she declined. Yeah. Hey, 
Uh, Ann Arbor's head coach. Than he is, by the way. Ann, thank you. Ann Arbor's head coach. Yes. He, he's got a colossal football game coming up this Saturday at Penn yeah. State. But he's had a hard time with uh, the Nittany Lions. Well, he's had a hard time with any team with a pulse ever since he got there. Ranked, um, ranked pulse. Okay. Well, he's he is still at it. And by that. that, and by that, yeah. I mean he is still whining about bad calls in the game where he and his team blew a 16 point lead and lost to their non rival rival. Um, and and the thing that he said was the film doesn't lie. That's true. Here's where the film doesn't lie. Kenneth Walker the third gashed you. Yes. For 197 yards and five touchdowns. And you blew a 16 point lead. And Michigan State won the game. We're still talking about it. And anybody that's a UMAA or that wants to say, yeah, well, the media is doing this, the media is doing that. A reporter asked him a question. Hey, did you ever hear back from the Big Ten about some of those calls that you thought were bad calls? Here's the proper response. You know what? That's in the past. Uh, you got to give uh, our opponent. You don't even have to name the opponent. Just say, we got to give our opponent in that game um, the credit. We didn't get the job done. We're focused on Penn State this week. Instead, this idiot opens up the gigantic can of worms by going on and on and on about the film doesn't lie, about how the mistakes were made. And interestingly, the Big Ten, which I wouldn't expect them to one way or the other, but nobody confirms or denies right. that there was ever even a discussion to be had. Right. We're taking Jim's word, uh, Coach Harbaugh's word, that uh, yes, that he had gotten the, the word from, from the, the Big, Big Ten, Ten officiating. Like one uh, of the janitors at the Big yeah. Ten called him up? Listen, I think, I, I think Michigan State, you know, like you said, they had a 16 point lead, Michigan, and then and they gave up two two point conversions and they gave up two four. Make a play. Make a play. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And uh, I don't see any need for him to drudge that up. So I and, am in agreement and, with you because it just, there's no point to it right now. And Mel He's got to focus on Penn State. And it's a big game, as you said, for Michigan. This is a big, big huge game. Huge game. We're going to win that this one, game. We'll wait we're in on. a good spot. Well, well, oh, that's a tall order considering Harbaugh's track record. Mel Tucker. Right after about 20 minutes after he's doing his press conference and he's asked about uh, uh, what, what could have been construed as questionable calls in the loss at, at Ross aid and Mel Tucker just delivers a bomb. Yeah. I don't, I've never liked talking about bad calls. Anybody that talks about bad calls that just makes your program soft, gives your players and your coaches a way out. That's not that's not what our culture is about. Yeah, that's the difference between those two coaches. Listen, I'm a I'm a Harbaugh guy, and I agree. I, I was surprised he brought it up. I know he, you know, which was weird because he had very much made a point of saying I'm not going to talk about the officiating after the game, taking quote unquote the high road. Something's wrong, and then he it. came right back down into into talking about it. But yeah, uh, yeah hey, listen, it was a bad loss. I mean, that was a huge, huge rivalry game that Michigan thought they were the better team, and they lost. So I, you know, it's stuck in his craw. That's the kind of competitor he is, but now he's got to turn the page to Penn State. And if he wins this game, tell me you know, why right he now, would. Tell me why he would would win this game. What what? What's, I'll tell what you why. This Penn State team. Anybody, gonna, I'll tell you exactly why. Because this Penn State team is not the team that we saw. The the moment that Sean Clifford got hurt in the Iowa game was the defining turning point for this Penn State season. Period. 
they were looking great. Everything that I thought I was going to see in this Penn State team was happening. That Clifford was going to start keeping the ball. He's back. He's back in yeah, the Yeah, but field. he's not. He's, he's shy. He's gun shy. He doesn't want to run. Even last week's effort at Maryland was bad. They got a pick six for an 90-yard return. And it wasn't a good game last week. Um, you know, Dotson's tremendous. Speaking of wide receivers that are always oh, fantastic. Dotson's yeah. so great. But they're, uh, they don't run the ball at all. They don't run the ball. Um, I mean, I don't know the number. Maybe you looked this one up because I didn't, Carl. Did you look up the number on Penn State, Michigan, by chance? You have it? No, I okay. didn't. Okay. I, I would guess that, that, that it's a pick em right around there. And uh, I, I'll go right on these airwaves right now and say, yeah, Michigan's, go on a, these Michigan's a winner in this game. Michigan, Michigan goes in there and wins. So hard out of doubt. Harbaugh. I don't even think it's close. Oh, I don't wow, even think it's close. I think Michigan's better. I think Michigan's. Uh, th- listen, I'm a big Penn State guy too. You know how often I plug James Franklin as the as the greatest. But this game is, is Michigan's better. The season Michigan's better. Penn State has not shown me anything that shows me they're going to win this game. Okay, this is right. Illinois for God's sake. I'll be surprised just because Harbaugh's teams at Michigan have never won a game like this. They just they just haven't. Well, so let's move on. Get ready. I want. I want. I want to hear a few words from you on Dan Mullen and and Florida. Wow. I mean, you know, twenty, thirty guys had the flu. So what? I mean, yeah. you know, at the yeah. program like LSU, uh, Alabama. Um, you know, LSU's the got flu. plenty of guys hurt. What kind of? I mean, if they had twenty or thirty that? guys out there, twenty. Why, uh, why, why would you Trump even guys? say that? Yeah, a bunch of our players had the flu. Yeah, because I've, I've never heard a coach ever even. Well, it was a rampant thing, and I'm not I'm not putting anything down on that. I'm just saying a program of Florida stature could have 20 guys out and still should have beaten the hell out of South Carolina. Who cares? I mean, the backups at Alabama beat South Carolina by 30. The backups at, at, at you know, the problem at that program flat out is that Dan Mullen's done a lousy job of recruiting and then yeah, said a and it ridiculous though, comment it, yeah, that, the, that, you know, the, recruiting's not, you know, the top of his priority list a couple of weeks ago, paraphrasing. Yeah, but, well, well, so to that point, not only does he appear to be, as I've said all along, not nearly as good of a coach as everybody wants to just pretend that he is, but he's not the smartest guy either. No, and, no. and when he answers a question, well, about recruiting, by saying, well, we're in the season. We'll address recruiting later. Yeah. Isn't that a head scratcher? You're the Beyond head, head scratcher. The people in Gainesville lost their minds when he said that because they yeah. know that, that down the street, Saban's the best recruiter in the country. Auburn's bringing in great players. LSU's bringing in great players. Texas and Oklahoma are going to be bringing in great players. I mean, if you don't have the horses, there was a great comment two weeks ago right after Mullen said that. Then, of course, uh, jumping on that Kirby Smart, they asked the same question the next day. And Kirby Smart said, coaching's about 25%. The players are about 50%. He made it very clear that recruiting is 365 yeah. every day, yeah. all year long. Oh, yeah. That's, and, that, and that's the truth. I mean, you can be a great coach, but hey. You got to have the horses too. I was and, having uh, dinner. I was having dinner with the bootlegger's son uh, at yeah. Twin Anchors, our favorite, one of our favorite joints. Uh, this was about maybe six years ago. And I asked him, who was the toughest coach to go against? And he started laughing and he said, whoever had the best players. Right. Great answer. Yeah. Great, great, no great, great, brilliant great answer. answer. No question. No question. Hey, I, uh, are you ready to throw some stones? I am. I, I, and by the way, I want to dedicate throwing stones to uh, a, a guy that's playing college basketball right now for his sixth season 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm dedicating this to Jalen Coleman Lands, who's playing currently right now against your Michigan State Spartans for the for UK for 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 party for, for no, KU. No, it's KU. It's KU. I got my K and you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Kansas University uh, via That's the route of you ready Illinois two years, DePaul one year. Wow. Iowa State, Ooh. one year. Ooh. Now he's headed over to uh, Lawrence. The guy's unbelievable. Love, that's and, he good. Just, and by the way, he's jacked bad threes at every spot. So it shouldn't be a problem for him to jack up some bad threes for uh, Coach Self. Yes. Wait, hang on. New presenting sponsor this oh, week good. for Throwing Stones. Oh, yeah. Volkanov's Hair Club for Women Going Through the Transition of Becoming a Man is the presenting sponsor this week of Throwing Stones. Volkanov's Hair Club for Women Transitioning is a semi-proven product that has shown the ability to speed up the process of bodily hair growth. Women transitioning oftentimes find it difficult to replicate the authenticity of a man's hair in specific regions. Volkanoff's Hair Club for Women Transitioning is zeroing in fascinatingly on a, on a capability to specialize in the formation of chest hair, leg hair, back hair, underarm hair, and pubic hair. And a number of women have expressed satisfaction with the product. Were you aware of that, Stone? I, not at all. I am, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, well, not taken, taken orally, this product can be shipped to one's home with sophisticated discretion and can be ordered at the website, <laughs> which is, take down a pen, get ready, here it comes www.hairclubforwomeningtran... Whoa. Hang on. Let me start that over right. again. www.hairclubforwomentransitioning at womanbackslashman.net. Be sure to go to the portal in there that allows you to customize the platform itself. That's the website. To suit your own personal needs and then enter into the VIP subscriber hub where monthly specialty items can be purchased through a very easy-to-follow QR code process. Volkanoff's Hair Club for Women Transitioning. We are hair for you. Wow. Stone. I'm throw exhausted some stones. from that. I, I don't even know. All right. I'm going to tell a quick story for throwing stones that, and you'll love the ending, Kral. So, okay. A few weeks ago, I'm driving down the street. I'm driving on Lakeshore Drive. I cut over three lanes to make my exit, barely make it. I'm going at a high rate of speed. I pull up to a light. Guy pulls up next to me, goes absolutely berserk on me, screaming at me. He goes, you're, I mean, every profanity in the book, I'm going to call the authorities. I'm going to get your car. I'm going to get you, throw, you know, and you're, you're the worst person in the world. As he's giving me every profanity in the world, his 12-year-old daughter approximately is sitting next to him in the seat. So I point that out to him. I say, you're a real class act. Your daughter's sitting right. He goes even more crazy, opens his door, wants to come fight. Crazier. Said, Not more crazy, crazier. Thank you. And yeah. I am, I'm looking at this guy and I finally, I put, I said, we're done. I put my window up and we, I pulled the right to the garage I was going to, and, and, and mm -hmm. you know, that was that. But yeah. hadn't, so fast forward to today, I'm going down a one-way street. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm not moving. There's a, there's a Same guy. Bus. Well, hang on. There's a school bus on the right, and there's a huge sinkhole, and I'm not moving. All of a sudden, the UPS truck pulls up into the one area that we potentially could go up on the curve and go by. So now we're completely deadlocked. All of a sudden, I see this man in my rearview mirror run out of his car, go screaming at the UPS guys, starts taking their picture, telling him he's going to get them fired, says he's going to fight them right there. The guy says, please throw a punch so I can kick your ass, the UPS guy says to him, as he's turning back. And I'm kind of rooting for this guy because I'm yeah. like, yeah. 
I turns around. Wait, you're rooting for the UPS guy? No, I'm rooting for the guy going to talk to him because I'm hoping I can move my car. And I'm like, this guy's on my team. As he turns around, it's the same guy. Same guy. And guess what he's wearing? A University of Michigan pullover. He's wearing a University of Michigan pullover. And I thought of you immediately. University of Michigan pullover. And I said, this guy is the same douchebag that he was before. And A plus. Yes. A plus. I figured you'd like the ending of that. That a was your plus. Best throwing stone. One yeah, stone. that was your best throwing stone. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank stone. you. I knew you. And by the way, Kevin Highland told me to tell that story today. So I want oh, to give him credit. That's a beautiful shout one. Out to Kevin. Good. Yeah, yeah, shout out to KI. And another shout out to Volkanov's Hair Club for Women Transitioning, <laughs> right? I, right? If you read that whole spot again, we're going to be out of time on this podcast. No, but we do <laughs> have to just we, we have to give them the credit for sponsoring yeah, I think this, we this did. segment. You think we did? I think so. Yes. Volkanov's Hair Club for Women <laughs> Transitioning. We are hair for you. Great throwing stones, Stone. Thank you want to know who's a CFP lurker? Yeah. Notre Dame. Dame. Let's Notre close Dame. with that. The Irish. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yes. But you know Quietly. who else is? Quietly. When nobody's talking about it. They're not going to yeah, lose. Because they haven't game. played anybody really well. That's, that's a true. shame. They just didn't have. They have their schedule and it just turned out there are a lot of duds like North that's Carolina. Kinda who we that's kind of true. By the way, just in case we get cut off, and I want to just point out that my temporary executive administrative manager, Amanda, is doing a great job on the clock. But just in case we get uh, bumped due to time constraints, I do. it's been a while since I've been able to plug uh, the, yes. the, the, the next podcast. Yeah. Who are they having on today? Well, Fran Healy and Tom Rinaldi, uh, today's guest, John Gutekunst. Why do I? Why can't I put that together? Who is that? He succeeded Lou Holtz at Minnesota. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't put that together. Yeah, he was there for about seven years. His record was uh, about twenty-four and thirty-seven. I'd say <laughs> the first time that Rinaldi and uh, Fran Healy stumped me on their guest. Yeah, well, Fran Healy and Tom Rinaldi have a great podcast. Stick around for it. Alabama looks vulnerable. Do we agree on that? We do. Yes. Columbus looks vulnerable. Do we agree on that? We do. Ann Arbor at Penn State. You think Ann Arbor goes in there and just gets it done big time? Big time. You want to give me a score? Uh, they win by 14. Well, that's not exactly big time. I that's mean, pretty that's, big that's, that's on a, the road. That's a victory. That's, that's good. 24-10. Right. If State wins at Maryland, they're 9-1 and one going to Columbus. Tell me. Do they win at Maryland? You got five seconds. Yes. They win. They, they beat Maryland. Yes. Stay tuned for Fran Healy and Tom Rinaldi. So long, everybody. You did it. <laughs> it's still on. Our sponsors have a long. are you there? Yeah. Are we still on? Uh, we might. We yeah, might. That's the beauty be of it. That's we what should- I'm talking about. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.